Why are you still here, doing this, turning up every day, writing? Why bother? Why do you write? For some people, that's a really easy question. For some people, it's one they have to actively fight through and silence just to get to the page. Why bother? For ages, and still, if I'm honest, that question was synonymous for me with my depression and anxiety. Why bother? Why are you putting yourself through this? And it wasn't always a voice in my head. Friends and family asked me it too. Why bother, Tim, when it's hurting you so much? Why not stop? More than once, I've broken down in front of someone and said, I can't. I've said out loud of writing, please, please don't take it away from me. Through tears. When I can't write sometimes, or when writing hurts and I hide from it and procrastinate, or when I'm unhappy with what I'm producing or I'm confused about the plot, I get so, so down. Sometimes if I'm not writing well and productively, I feel like I'm coming to pieces. And I want to say, all that is not a sign that I'm a capital W writer. Because I suffer, because I'm compelled to write. Those aren't badges of legitimacy. They're symptoms of mental illness. Suffering is not a requirement of writing. If writing, or more pertinently, your perceived failures and inadequacies as a writer consistently leaves you feeling miserable or restless or panicked or worthless, you need to radically rethink your relationship to it. You can't solve those feelings just by doing more writing. God, if I could hate myself into doing more work, then maybe I'll magically forge myself a permanent feeling of self-worth. No, no you won't. You'll just learn to associate writing with lack and failure and guilt and obligation and it will get harder and harder and, if you're less bloody-minded than me, you'll probably very sensibly protect yourself by bunking off, by procrastinating, turning your attention to other things until that suffering and discomfort just becomes a vague sense of regret buried at the back of a wardrobe and your writing won't get done. If you are as bloody-minded as me, You'll work yourself until you break. You'll work inefficiently and fitfully and you'll be miserable all the while and you'll tell yourself there's no alternative. This is because I'm feckless and shit. I can't stop to reassess. If I stop, I might never have the strength to start again. And you'll tell people how you're feeling and some of them will say, well, that's what being an author's like, isn't it? Lots of authors say it's very difficult. Friends, dear ones... It's so, so important to do some basic hygiene on your beliefs about writing and your motivation for doing it. Writing can be hugely stressful, but it's not intrinsically so. Yes, once you're published, there are financial pressures, there are some market forces outside of your control, and they've definitely added to my anxiety at times, and I'm not dismissing their effect. It's easy to be glib about the sacrifices of writing and trusting in the process when you're a big, internationally famous author with enough of a backlist to keep a roof over your head for years to come. But it's this idea that writing is a need, that feeling crap and demoralised and guilty are inevitable parts of working on a story that real writers write even though it makes them feel like shit, and if you can't deal with that, then you're an imposter, a fraud, and you never really were one of us. So much of the received wisdom about being a novelist frames it like an abusive relationship and glamorises that framing. Suffering is the entry fee, and if you question that, if you think, hey, this is wrong, I don't want to live like this, then you don't deserve to be a member of this club. A true writer, a great writer will sacrifice 
everything. It's gross, and any author who participates in pushing this toxic, deeply unkind paradigm is partly responsible for all the hurt it causes. I've seen a quotation shared in various places attributed to Catherine Mansfield. Why write? Why breathe? Quoted approvingly, I might add, as if it were a mindset to be emulated. I can't find where it's supposed to be from originally, so I can't verify if she actually wrote or said it. But listen, anyone who says, I write because I must, is lying. Writing is always, always a choice. As soon as you start framing it as a calling, a compulsion, you don't elevate it. You make it ordinary and dull. We shit because we must. We sleep because we must. Writing is something far more beautiful, far sillier, far more miraculous than a need. It's an exercise of free will. It's a choice that says, in this moment, I will create. And crucially, that choice is open to anyone who can make words on a page. You don't need a special magic badge that says author. You don't need a burning destiny or a bomb attached to your heart that will detonate if you ever let yourself relax and enjoy a day without hating yourself for not writing. Some authors would like you to think that they belong to a rarefied, tragic aristocracy, curse-blessed with the gift of tongues, but they're delusional. Everyone tells stories. Asking yourself why am I doing this, is great as long as you're prepared to not settle on your first answer. Why you're writing today might be different to the reason you eked out those four-sentence stories as a seven-year-old. Because I hope to get some money is a fine reason in the moment. I'm not sure is a fine one too, if I'm honest. And there's a really funny sketch, right, starring Zach Gilifanakis, where he plays this sadistic children's acting teacher. And in one clip, you see him screaming at the kids, you're not a person if you're not acting. It's funny to me because that voice of self-loathing rings painfully true. If you start to identify with this label writer, that label can feel really reassuring. Oh, I'm a writer. I know what I have to do now. I have to write. It suggests a direction for your life. It suggests meaning. You're like this shaman who sees the threads of the loom. But thinking of yourself as a writer gives you a very constricted sense of your own humanity. You're so much bigger and better and more amazing than just a writer. If a writer enjoys the sunset and isn't mentally composing an image about the blues and delirious saturated reds against the bloody earthworks of the clouds, they're wasting their evening. A human can dive backwards into a lake at midnight and play Super Bomberman 5 with some friends from uni and help their mum empty the garage and send an email to a house insurance company and take a nice bath and just do the thing and do it because they choose to do it, because they are a sovereign being and this life is theirs and these are the things they embraced. And I'm telling you all this because, well, what I really want to ask is, have you ever considered that you don't write more because you've never let yourself choose to? Because you've never truly embraced and accepted that you don't have to? And it's not even the case that you ought to, that the truth of this situation is far more liberating and appealing than you realised. You're already exactly where you need to be and if you'd like to write, you can. Here are some other writers, people just like you, having a crack at explaining why they wrote, or at least what their truth was that particular day. Short story writer Flannery O'Connor said, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. Octavia E. Butler, who wrote the Seed to Harvest Quartet, amongst other works, said she wrote because I just knew there were stories I wanted to tell. Cormac McCarthy said, I don't know why I started writing. I don't know why anybody does it. Maybe they're bored or failures at something else. 
And here's Catherine Mansfield again, a real verified quotation this time. Would you not like to try all sorts of lives? One is so very small. But that is the satisfaction of writing. One can impersonate so many people. And this one finally from playwright and author Alice Childress. I continue to create because writing is a labour of love and also an act of defiance, a way to light a candle in a gale wind. Writing as an act of defiance. Doesn't that feel more galvanising to you than telling yourself, I've got to get 2,000 words done this morning, otherwise I'm failing. What if you're not a writer and you choose to write anyway? How fucking punk is that? So, this is week five, day six. Today is the final session of our recreation of the Pennebaker and Beale study, or if you chose a different option, then it's the last day of exploring strong emotions through free writes. Of course, everything you're producing, whatever you're writing about, is a very particular type of writing at the moment. It's raw, unfocused. Uh, you might be falling back on the safety of cliches. It might be a bit confusing, and that's fine. This isn't even a first draft. We're not taking this anywhere. Remember... Flannery O'Connor, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. Well, this week you've been doing the deep work on that, potentially the deepest dive you've done in your whole life. I expect it will take a little time for you to decompress. I'm sorry if this week has felt a bit like I'm sticking an e-meter on your hands and trying to clear your engrams. Imagine if this whole course was just leading towards my trying to recruit you into Scientology. Oh, wow, that would almost be worth it. Anyway, you know today's task. Do one last 10-minute writing session on the worst trauma you've ever experienced in your whole life or a specific emotional issue that has been very painful, linking specific events and details to your feelings then and now. You might write on the same subject as previous days or something related and new. If you'd rather not do that, you can write for 10 minutes about a fictional traumatic incident or you can do a free write about some positive emotions. Again, just to be clear, this isn't the soft option. You're not shortchanging yourself or letting yourself down if you choose it. Writing about joy or love or the small, quiet happinesses of life takes practice and focus and it's rarely done well in fiction, so it's worth working on. As always, you have 10 minutes. I'll let you know when your time's up. Ready? Go.
And that's it. You've completed another week, your fifth week. That's 30 days you've chosen to give to creating, exploring and farting about on stuff that interests you. Well done. That's an amazing achievement and a real kindness to yourself. It turns out you can write. You can turn up and, and you can come out with stuff that you never realised was in there until you wrote for that 10 minutes. You had no idea what was in your head. You had no idea about the quality of it. You had no idea about the content. That is powerful knowledge. Thanks for showing up. Take a break, congratulate yourself, and I'll see you back here for week six.